Welcome to Journeys into the Heart of Vibration with Mur de Marmion. On our program, we explore the ancient, current, and future modalities that are used in sound therapy and vibrational healing. We share information that is vital for a new paradigm of thinking and being to embrace vibration important for healing illness and disease. And now, here is your host, Mur de Marmion. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for being here. I want to take a couple of minutes to talk of, about some things. I um, first want to let everyone know that this is the second to last episode of this show, Journeys into the Heart of Vibration. Um, it's been an amazing experience hosting some really amazing guests who are doing cutting edge research and work in uh, sound frequency and vibration, as well as hosting in amazing individuals here in Asheville who are working on um, working with some really amazing uh, modalities, etc. I want to share that as long as people come to listen to these episodes, they will remain up on this um, page. I hope that Everybody who got something out of this will just take the ball and run with it and really share what we did here and share the work of the amazing individuals who are working um, to create a new modality of healthcare and wellness. So please share this with everyone. Um, I also want to mention that I am going to be doing some podcasts, not only of my own work, but also of some of the guests that were here um, as well. And you can always stay in touch with me on my website, creativedivinestudios.com. And at the menu bar, access the events and workshops page and then go to Sound School. And that's where you will find um, details about that. Uh, I want to mention too, next week is our final episode and we welcome... Anara White Bear and Chris Katsaropoulos. And we are going to be talking about the power of sound and the language of light and how this helps us um, learn and how to learn how to use our voices to access higher consciousness and higher awareness of ourselves and our universe. So don't miss that. Today we are going to be talking about Celtic shamanism. And also uh, shamanic drumming and the importance of this in shamanic journeying and the amazing uh, theta brain wave state that it induces. First, I would like to introduce Gail Gulick, who is an Asheville uh, Celtic shamanic practitioner and teacher and we are going to talk about her work and her workshops and her journeys that she offers here. Gail, welcome. Hi, Mary. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are Good. you? I'm Good. I'm so sorry to hear that your show is ending. What a great yeah. offering you've been providing. Yeah. Really wanted to go forward with it, but um, there's so many components to this and just... You know, it's uh, there are just a number of reasons why we have to 
let it go. But let's talk about you. Um, So you have a beautiful philosophy on your website page. And I want to share that because it really seems like it embodies what I know about you and what you do. And I have to say as an aside that I have experienced Gail's really amazing journeys that she offers um, every week. But here's what you write. I am dedicated to the path of the great unknowing a process of unfolding given to me by my spirits, a path of profound mystical development through shamanic practice coupled with increasingly refined intent, we can learn to relinquish our perceptual positions, agendas, belief systems, and strivings. We learn to truly nourish the core of our being and we open to the pure potential of spirit to act in our lives. So you have clearly dedicated your life, your whole being to this journey. Were you aware of energy and spirits as a child, and what led you to shamanism? Good, <clears throat> good questions. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, as early back as I can remember, um, my first memories. Um, of energy were actually leaving my body during the night and going to what I can only describe as the big generator in the sky where uh, there were rolling cylinders whirring away and every night I would go up there and I guess recharge. I never quite understood what it was about but it was a nightly experience. Mm -hmm. And um, also I would have dream visitations of spirits whose physical appearance had no bearing to my waking days. So um, I, I wouldn't have recognized these spirit, spirits um, from my, my life, you know, so um, I knew that they had to come from someplace else. Wow. So some of the realm. Very yep, cool. Yeah, yep. some of the realm. Very, very unusual <laughs> realm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So in our discussion, as we prepared for the show, you gave me two points that you really wanted to talk about today. And so here's the first. What are the ways that shamanic practice opens us to a world of possibilities that exist outside of our belief-centered perspective? And how does being in a shamanic community provide the opportunity and support to make deep and lasting progress and change in our lives? Um, yes, thank you. Yes, um, my my experience is that um, our beliefs are probably the most inhibiting aspect to our spiritual growth and exploration. And um, I found that the shamanic journey is the antithesis and antidote to living in it from a cerebral perspective. And the shamanic journey. Um, enables us to disentangle from positions. You know, I feel like um, we kind of get stuck in these positions and belief systems, and we then we try to defend them and purport them and get other people to subscribe to them. <laughs> and the shamanic journey completely enables us to disentangle from all of that by introducing us to pure experience and direct revelation in the journey process. And the more we journey, 
my experience is that the more we disentangle from our habits of thought that don't serve us, and um, the shamanic community provides us with a validation for those experiences because... um, so many times people have amazing and auspicious journey experiences and they come out of the journey asking themselves, did that really happen? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they can't even believe that they actually experienced it. And so when we share that in a community setting, we can no longer deny that we actually had that experience. Um, And so we also work on topics that are really important in our current lives. And um, if if we do wish to make changes in our lives, it's a great way to support one another in doing that. So give us an example of like topics, what you're talking about. Well, we will journey for, to, to make greater connections with the spirits of nature. Mm. We will journey for um, any kind of personal, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of what some topics are, <laughs> for personal growth topics and exploration. Um, we often do um, personal healing work in there and a lot of consciousness raising work. Oh, um, one important thing that we do is transfiguration work where we will journey to connect with our own highest essence and bring that essence into this plane um, in a, a visceral, physical way so that um, we are more present with ourselves. And basically, my, my approach is to encourage the sovereign experience of each individual where we're able to enable, to experience our own presence in, in an authentic way and to deepen that experience of ourselves in our day-to-day life. So the journeys are all tailored around cultivating that sovereign authenticity and empowerment, mm-hmm. really. That's beautiful. So how is Celtic work, um, in your words, a beautiful vehicle for deep ancestral work and earth-centered? I mean, this is the key, earth-centered spirituality, because that that has gotten lost. uh, The Celts are so, well, I, I first have to say that what I know about Celtic shamanism, and in fact, probably what most people know about Celtic shamanism is, um, derived from research and attempting to bring back practices, ancient practices that have been lost along the way, especially since Christianity um, came in and kind of annihilated um, the the ancient beliefs, uh, which still did fortunately um, have a stronghold in, in backwaters. Mm-hmm. But um, so... So people like Tom Cowan and Frank McEwen and Mara Freeman have done a lot of research on the topics of Celtic shamanism and brought forward practices that we can do in our day-to-day life that um, connect us back to those ancient practices. So the 
So what's been passed down as a Celtic practice is a a way of connecting with the earth through things like what they call love talking, where you might actually walk a piece of land and speak to it in Mm -hmm. beautiful forms of poetry that make statements like, Beauty is the crystal blue sky, and beauty, too, is the glimmering sunlight on the green, brilliant leaves. And so so there's like a perpetual strain of poetry through everything that the Celts do in their shamanic ways. Mm. And that includes music, too. Um, The Celtic folk believe that they're is a music behind everything. It's called the Oren Moor, and that each individual has their own personal music of the heart called the Oren Cree. And so uh, part of the practice is to get in touch with your own music and the music behind all things and to bring that into this world to, to enhance the beauty here. So the practice of beauty is, is really bringing random acts of beauty is one of my favorite things about these practices. Hmm. And we've been and, doing and this, this for quite some time too, right? Of ways that we connect with the spirits. Um, and you asked about the ancestral piece. Um, the the way that the Celtic journey works is such an earth centered journey. We actually journey to a location in the other world where our ancestors can come forth and meet us there. And I can only tell you that I have, you know, because I've done some other forms of ancestral work as well, and I don't know if it's because I have a Celtic lineage myself Mm -hmm. or if it's because it's so earth-centered in the world that we go to, but I've just had the most profound experiences of meeting ancestors there. I can't even tell you. Hmm. It's one of those cases of um, it would be nice to have somebody reflect back to me the validity of it because it's almost (laughs) unbelievable. (laughs) It's almost like nobody's going to believe this. (laughs) Nobody. Yes, I know that state. <laughs> You've been doing this yeah. for a long time. Gosh, you started studying back in the 80s. Is that right? Yeah. Yep, I um, really got my feet wet officially through shamanic mask making and had the good fortune to assist and apprentice with um, a shamanic mask maker named Sheila Richards, who... Mm. Um, really, um, the mask making has become the cornerstone of my practice, and mm-hmm. it opened. Uh, I found um, that the practice of transfiguration, where you merge with your divine self, is very accessible through the life casting process. Mm-hmm. And life casting can be used to facilitate a journey. Mm. And even folks who don't even know what a journey is, I've had them go into a journey experience while having a, a cast put on their face. Wow, that's um, that's really powerful. That yeah, <laughs> I I can 
Yes, I, I can feel that, actually. <laughs> um, and your masks, um, if you go to Gail's website, which is dreamtimejourneys.net, you can see her amazing masks and her rattles that they that she makes. They're just, they're incredible. Um, and um, we'll talk, we're going to take a break here in just a few minutes, but we'll talk about, let's, let's start talking about... Um, the shamanic journey, you, you'd hold a weekly, well, sometimes twice weekly journey for experienced journeyers and beginners. And so first of all, what's the purpose of the journey? Well, um, really, you can use a journey for any purpose. You can use it for information, like um, any kind of guidance. If you're faced with some major life decisions or even small decisions, you can get guidance and a journey for that. You can find lost objects by mm. seeking that information in a journey. But um, what I, my real passion is using the journey to experience higher states of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And what I found, because my spirit, each person's spirit teachers knows them individually and what they need and what their passions are. And my passions are really mystical experience. So my teachers, knowing that, have given me quite a smorgasbord of experience. And in fact, that's where the path of the great unknowing comes from. It was um, born of an initiation that turned my life inside out and upside down in a heartbeat. Ooh, that's always fun. We call it also <laughs> the, the psychic two-by-four. Yes, or <laughs> right. the spiritual two-by-four. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're gonna, this is a good time to take a break, so hold that thought, and we'll come back and pick up where we left off. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. 
And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Journeys into the Heart of Vibration with Mur DeMarmian. To find out more about us and the program, please visit CreativeDivineStudios.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. It's Mur, and we are having an amazing uh, conversation with Gail Gulick, who is a Celtic shamanic practitioner and teacher. And let's pick up where we were left off. Um, Talk about the significance of the messages and visions that participants experience during one of uh, during a shamanic journey. Okay, well, um, it's really a very individual process, and um, you know, a person can experience such a range of things in a journey. Uh, everybody's a little different and can experience visions or auditory experiences or um, just a sense of knowing or sometimes great energetic experience or um, different ways of connecting that, that might not even have descriptions at this point in time. And the information that comes through or the energy that comes through is so tailored to the individual and that's what I love about the shamanic journey is it's not a standardized form for mm-hmm. for anybody each person's experience is different and so the spirit guides um, make sure that the person gets what they need in the journey And so the content of it is like that as well. And um, as I was saying before, you know, my personal experience has been so focused on the mystical and someone else's experience, you know, they may, may want specific verbal guidance that they can utilize on a daily basis, like have a prescription for changing behaviors, for instance. Um, So someone else might might approach the journey in that way. And um, another thing I think is really interesting is that the Celts actually used to use the journey mode to write poetry. Mm. They, they would have what they called a dark house where they would go into a stone hut and lie on the ground with a stone on their bellies or their chest and go into complete darkness and craft poetry in that mode. I can see um, that. <laughs> I can see that, yes. <laughs> that actually calls to me. <laughs> yeah, in fact, Dean, one of Dean's first journeys, he came out of it with a poem. He did exactly that. And to me, that's one of the more fascinating things is that in the, in, through using journeys, you can get in touch with your lineage even if you're not trained by a living teacher. Mm-hmm. Non-corporeal teachers may teach you in your own lineage or in a lineage that is um, really appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
even if you don't have a living teacher teaching you in that way. You can still access one, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I can attest to the amazingness of the journeys that I had in your group. And uh, I'm like you, I'm, I want the celestial, you know, take me to my home planet and, <laughs> <laughs> and let me experience that. <laughs> so I can mm-hmm. attest that. Well, yeah, you have yeah. um, you have a number of shamanic trainings in in uh, shamanism, in let's see, Celtic shamanism, shamanic healing, medicine for the earth, shamanic journeying, and you offer one-on-one and remote shamanic healing sessions, and you yeah. have a number of workshops coming up. Um, where can people find you? and find information about the upcoming journeys and the workshops, etc. Well, if you just Google Gail Gulick in Asheville, um, you'll, you'll get a bunch of stuff about me, or um, <laughs> dreamtimejourneys.net is my website. And that's G-U-L-I-C-K. Right. And do you, are you going to have any um, mask-making Workshops coming up or rattle workshops coming up? Yep, I have a, um, I think it's September, I have a transfigurative mask-making workshop in which people will not only get to experience the transfiguration through the life-casting process, but will actually be able to make a mask to bring home with them. Mm. And and those, uh, the work that we'll be doing is... Um, at least somewhat similar to what you'll see on my website. Those masks are amazing, and the rattles, too. That's Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful. They like you, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they like, oh. <laughs> it's been an honor to have you on this show. I'm going to, we need to transition to Dean and, um, and Bobby. But, um, Thanks, it's been a privilege. Thank you. Okay, here we go, Dean. Um, yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. And you sound good. <laughs> All good. You hold, you hold space and drum at the weekly journey groups that Gail facilitates. So you're a trained musician, and you have um, a really interesting past, um, and you have evidently drummed for Gail for a long time. How did you get into this? How did you learn to drum for her journey? And we had an interesting conversation, um, you and Bobby and I, about um, the brain entrainment when Randy Masters was on the show back in, I believe it was January. So talk talk to us. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I, I just went to started going to Gail's circles and and she was drumming there were other drummers and I thought I can do that I never <laughs> had really played I had never really played the drums I was a uh, I was a one man band oh, wow. I had the, the keyboards and the drum machines and the microphones and people would dance and I'd play for hours and uh, it was very a very visceral experience for me. But then, then when I went to the journey circles, I said, "Well, that drumming is is really nice." So I picked it up, and uh, people would tell me, "You know, I that I found it really meaningful." And so, mm-hmm. so I continued along with uh, 
now I now I do it a couple of times a week for for Gail's group. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So you have um, how long how long were you a musician? Were you you weren't a drummer? You were um, a one man band, as you say. Uh, right. Right. Well, I I I learned how to play music. Uh, finally, after playing the guitar for about fifteen years in a treehouse in Hawaii, <laughs> and I, I had no electricity and no lights and no radio, but I really wanted to listen to some music, and so it it finally dawned on me. Well, you know all the songs; just play them mm-hmm. and listen. And that's well, the day I became a musician, wow. is when I learned to listen to, right. to what was coming out of my instrument, you know? Right. Because that's what it's all about. And that's, that's what the drumming is all about. Except, see, the drumming is a little different from music music in that it goes directly to the, to the corporeal box. It's a it's a visceral experience for the mm-hmm. for the body itself. Mm-hmm. I, I think it probably does distract the mind from the body, so that the the mind can journey and the body is kind of taken care of. You know, it's kind of taken out of the equation. It's almost like the music when you're listening to it, it takes you into a journey itself, an inner right. journey. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, you you, you go to any nightclub and see that. I mean, that's, you know, drumming and and music have been a part of of spiritual celebration, you know, forever. You know, that's it. But it just goes directly to the physical self, and the physical self reacts to it. That's where they... They talk about theta waves and mm-hmm. and entrainment and things like that, and that's all. That's all nice, but I just I just like the 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 sound, the not just the sound, but the physical interaction of my body with the with the drum. Mm. Hmm. I can see that. And then Bye. and then that that allows the the listener or experiencer to create a sacred space mm-hmm. uh, re- removed from their physical dimension. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, Bobby, what about you? You're a lifelong drummer and uh, researcher and blogger and you facilitate other lifetime and between lifetime explorations. Um, when did you start shamanic drumming? Um, I I started attending um, Gail's weekly groups about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So Dean became my corporeal teacher, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I learned what he was doing. And uh, after spending a lifetime of running around the country with a station wagon full of drums, I watched Dean just do this with one drum, this incredibly powerful thing. And I went, I need to learn how he does, how he does that. So I mm-hmm. tried doing it myself. Wow, that's really cool. Um, I want to, uh, a former guest on this show, Randy Masters, who we are all gaga about, 
talked briefly about the brainwave states that shamanic drumming induces, and we're going to talk about that on the show. But first, I want to play a couple of sound bites of your drumming so individuals get an idea of what this is like. Uh, Matt, can you play Dean's sound bite first? Awesome. That was really amazing. Okay, now, Matt, can you play Bobby's soundbite, too? This is a good time to take a break, and we'll come back and pick up where we left off. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you keep past regrets, hurt, pain, and disappointment with you for years or even a lifetime after the experiences? Feel free to clear the air and express yourself as a creative, intuitive, and powerful woman. Listen to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with host Andrea Lewis. Andrea and her guests will show you that whatever happened in your past, it doesn't have to define you. Get ready to bring joy back into your life. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections, the connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Journeys into the Heart of Vibration with Mur Marmion. To find out more about us and the program, please visit creativedivinestudios.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. And uh, we're going to pick up where we left off. Sorry, I kind of broke off the, uh, the call here for a little bit. Um, those sound bites are amazing. And, okay, let's talk about how long you actually drum because it's way more than just the minute, minute and ten seconds that you had here. Um, who, wants to, who wants to address that? Well, well I could say a word, Dean. Um, yeah, uh, well, the, the, the shaman, the Gail in my case, usually has an idea about what, her, what the journey purpose is. Okay. So, so she gives me a time, give this, you know, 10, 15, 20. She's gone up to 30 minutes, you know, to, mm. to do a drum like that. Wow. And uh, because there's certain things she wants her, wants the uh, participants to enact. So, so I kind of go by, by the, the leader of the group of how much they want. Hmm. And how long do you normally, at the end, how long do you, when you change the tempo, how long right. does that talk about right. that? Right. Yeah, well, that, that takes about a minute, and, and the purpose of that is, is that's, your, that's your cue, that's the journeyer's cue, that it's time to turn around and, and go home, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's that's what that's for. Is is the the journey? The journey music is kind of steady and somewhat monotonous. But then when it's time to go, the journey. See, the, so the journeyer doesn't have to think about that. The time thing, right? You know, he's 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 cued in by the by the drum. Got it. So that monotonous beat is the key here, um, as we talked about as we were planning this show and um, in relation to the sharing by Randy about the theta brainwave state. So let's talk about that. Um, what are your thoughts, Bobby? Uh, uh, yeah, um, as a drum nerd, uh, since I have a metronome on my phone, uh, after listening to Dean play once, I went out to my car and I plugged in the beat and realized he was uh, drumming at about 245 to 250 beats per minute. Mm-hmm. And since I'm also a drum, a drum nerd, I went and checked that out. And that um, translates to about four, a little over four hertz, four beats per second, which is four hertz, 
which is solidly in theta. Theta is between three and a half and seven hertz. Mm. So it's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. So theta is the liminal state where you get visual presentations and you're out of your ordinary uh, thinking conscious state. Uh, so to, to get into that and stay in that for 15 to 20 minutes is a perfect way to spend in the journey. You know, to journey is the perfect way to do that with the hertz, the four hertz. It's magical. It's for sure. It's magical. Right. So, you were talking so your about body, some... your, your body actually vibrates with the drum. Mm-hmm. That's what gets yeah, everything absolutely. in synchronization. Yep. I, my brother was a drummer, and he had a kit, and I used to, when he went to school, I would sneak in and, and play his drums, because I liked how it vibrated in my body. I mean, seriously, I did. <laughs> I actually right. learned how to play Wipeout on the drums when I was 13. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> but, um, so, one of you was talking about another uh, shamanic practitioner, possibly one of Gail's teachers, who does uh, the slower version of the theta brain wave. Who was who was talking about that? Was that you, Bobby? Yeah, I, I heard I heard a uh, recording of Sandra Ingerman, and she was uh, uh, once again, I checked her beat on my metronome, and she was doing a little bit slower, around 225 or 230 beats a minute, uh, mm-hmm. which is just under four but it's still in theta because theta is kind of three and a half uh, hertz to seven hertz. So she's still in theta also. So it's consistent with what we know. But I think you could do almost any tempo and induce a change in consciousness. Right. I'm sure. I mean, I know um, how deeply I went. And both of, and you're, you know, nobody drums exactly the same. Even if right. they try, you know, there's always a variation, a slight variation. So I think I think it's just, it's magical. I love the drum, and I especially, one of the things that I liked about the drumming that you did is it reminded me a lot of the drumming that was done in Sweat Lodge. It's that same slow, steady beat. Now, okay, so this next question, I think maybe Gail needs to come back in on this. Um is drumming done in other shamanic ceremonies? Um, and if so, is the different beats for different shamanic ceremonies? Um, honestly, for me, um, there are times when the drum beat just comes through as it is. And it's very unpredictable when that might happen. We don't use that in a journey setting. But, for instance, Dean will often open our circles with a drum, or Bobby does this too, um, where the drum is really quite poetic and lyrical, and I, I, I feel like it's channeled from from spirit in a particular drum beat that is, it's always so, so beautiful and evocative, but it's definitely not your standardized drum beat. Mm-hmm. So in some of your workshops, do you open with drum or do you teach drumming in those? Um, do you teach um, individuals how to facilitate a journey, I guess is what I'm asking. But, well, um, I, I don't so much teach drumming. Um, I feel like it's, it's 
not very hard to pick up on how to do it since it's so so incredibly standardized, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. but we we there are times that we use a different drum that's that's really more lyrical, and that is usually spontaneous. And and I'm I'm so big on the um, you know what comes through in the moment is appropriate. So um, I, I usually uh, will follow people like Dean and Bobby into their lyrical uh, expressions, and it's always beautiful, beautiful work that comes out of it. Wow. That's pretty cool. But um, there, there's not like a specific prescription that I work with surrounding okay. using a certain different kind of drum. Got it. So, yeah. Dean, it's Bobby? more like you, you, you've got drumming for different purposes. A journey drum is that steady rhythm, and there can you can have one, two, or three people doing that. But if you want to get everybody involved, you've got to kind of add some lyricism to it, you know, with a with a, a heavy beat now and then. So give mm-hmm. give the amateurs something to key on, you know, mm-hmm. and you you create uh, an excitement by by mixing it up a little bit instead of just the, the monotony of kind of like a drum over. circle. Yeah, it's a little more syncopated. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, there's a technical musical word, syncopated. Big <laughs> word. That's very cool. So, Gail, you are doing more um, beginning workshops or beginning journeys. You're doing those. Are you still doing those twice a month? Yep, twice a month um, on the um, last Tuesday, I think now, and the middle Tuesday of the month. And then the the other, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Wednesday nights are experience circles, except for the last Wednesday of the month, month, which I focus on Celtic work. And what are some of your um, workshops that you have coming up this summer? Well, the last weekend in April, I'm offering shamanic extraction work, and um, this is in the under the tutelage of Sandra Ingerman. I'm doing a series of um, her particular healing modalities, so um, the next one's the last weekend of April, then I've got a psychopomp one coming up in May. And in October, one that I'm so excited, always so excited about, because I've done these um, at least probably 10 years, I think more really, um, is a Celtic wild hunt, which Mm. is a psychopomp ceremony that, to me, is a mind boggler. (laughs) (laughs) Highly recommend it (laughs) for an experienced journeyer. So the psychopomp is for (laughs) assisting individuals into the other world? Like a yeah, death doula, so to speak. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. If uh, if if a, a departed soul has not been able to cross over, a oh. psychopomp will will help them to complete the process. Hmm. And extraction. Explain that. Well, that is generally removing from a person's body or energy field. 
an energy that is not inherent to them, but that is not conscious. Mm. So um, an intrusive energy can come from a misplaced thought form. Like, you know how we express anger in our culture um, towards people, sometimes very venomously. Um, That can cause an intrusion in someone's energy field that, like, we may even notice it. We may even Mm. feel that energy having lodged in us, and the shamanic practitioner can help to release that kind of energy, and that's what what extraction is about. Mm. And you do soul retrievals too, correct? I do, yes. Yes, we're in the middle of a soul retrieval workshop. In fact, the last weekend is this coming weekend. Talk about that a little bit. Some people, I know many of the listeners will have heard about that because it's pretty well known, but maybe not know what that is. Yeah, well, what is to me so interesting is, um, you know, if the shamanic practitioner takes something out of a person, they need to put something back so that the vacuum that's created doesn't get filled up by something else that's not inherent to their nature. So soul retrieval is about bringing back parts of ourselves, the essence of ourselves that may have been lost through traumatic experiences in our life. A shamanic practitioner is able to go find that essence and bring it back and restore it to a person. Mm, that's very cool. And uh, in the workshop, we also learn power animal retrievals and how to release soul parts of other people we may be hanging on to. So it's a a pretty comprehensive piece of work. Yeah, it's amazing what we pick up as humans (laughs) in our energy field. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So, Dean and Bobby, what do you want to add about the drumming today? We have a few more minutes left. Any thoughts? Dean, you want to go first? Uh, Well, it's... I mean, I have a long list of stuff that it does, you know, that that, that the experts say it uh, reduces stress, improves your concentration. Um, It just makes you happier and slows the aging process and and boosts your immune system. It's just just because it, it, uh, you know, your body physiologically reacts with the drumming. We're all frequency. We're all vibration. There you go. Amen. Bobby, what did you want to say? Uh, Yeah, we've had something interesting happen the last couple weeks where people have been hearing other instruments and voices that aren't in the room at the time we're doing it. I've heard it during Dean's drumming, and people have heard it during mine, where people have heard a female singer or a didgeridoo or a flute and there's no flutes or didgeridoos in the room it's like so uh we're definitely uh opening up the space there for something very interesting right sounds like you're dimension shifting or something wow that's pretty cool (laughs) that's always fun that's one of my favorite things to do i don't know about you guys (laughs) i call it sounding sacred waters right what does that mean? 
Well, it means you're you're traversing. You're 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 traversing through sacred sacred waters, and the drumming induces that. It it, it allows your brain to um take itself to that to that uh, to another world. Mm-hmm. I like to think that it also helps us like unlatch from those things that we grab onto and just be in a space of of non-attachment really I mean you're having this amazing experience whatever you're experiencing it's always amazing and it's just it's very healing it's very very healing because even if you don't have a specific journey you still are in a very relaxed state, for sure, like you said. Yeah, the drumming is its own journey. You can just relax, and I can just float into the stay with Dean's drum for as long as he plays, and it's a mm-hmm. totally satisfying and yours too, journey in right? itself. And yours, too. Okay, Gail, anything that you want to add today? We're coming up on about a minute left. Um, um, well, I do have uh, on Monday night, I have an intro circle at 6.30 in the evening here in Asheville. Sweet. Anybody's interested, look me up and come on over. And um, uh, I think uh, aside from that, I'm going to miss you on the air, Mer. <laughs> well, I'll still be around. <laughs> I'll just be doing different things. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll just... I'll just say also a word for both Dean and Bobby's drumming. Those guys blew my mind every time. <laughs> it really was well, profound. For sure. You create the venue for mind-blowing, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes. It's mutual mind-blowing society. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the mutual mind-blowing society, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I hope everybody in Asheville who's interested in shamanic um, experiences um, looks you up on the website it's dreamtimejourneys.net and you also have a meetup group as well correct and that's, that's um, is it Awakening Asheville and they can find your dream your um, dream time is that correct well my own sorry my own group is uh, Shamanic Journeys um, Healing and Medicine for the Earth I think I named it <laughs> It's a long name. <laughs> but it's under the Awakening Asheville, right? Is that right? They can get there, too. They can get there by Awakening Asheville. It's just got some other stuff on it, too. Awesome. Thank you all so much for such a fun interview and um, informative. And I'm, I'm looking forward to um, more journeys in the future as things calm down. And um, really appreciate you being here. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. And join us next week for our last episode. Don't forget. And we will see you soon, talk with you soon, and stay in tune. Thank you for tuning into Journeys into the Heart of Vibration with Mur DeMarmian. We'll be back with another edition next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a good week ahead.